Hi, Jordan Edmonds. Welcome to The Final Whistle. Hello and welcome back to The Final Whistle, brought to you by the Rugby Connection podcast. Well, it has been a while since we've been doing interviews, but we've all been busy. We're back with a bang on the seventh circuit with the man who's been tearing it up at Barramuir. Got a shot at Edinburgh, represented his country at the Commonwealth Games. He's now with Team GB as a contracted player and he's just going to run rough shot again like he did the last time he was on the circuit. It's Jordan Edmonds. Jordan, thank you so much for coming on. How are you getting on, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks. Uh, thanks for the introduction. Uh, sounds, sounds quite good when you put it like that. It does, yeah, it does. Absolutely. First question that we ask all our guests, just to get the ball rolling a little bit. What actually got you into rugby in the first place? And then obviously into sevens as well. Yeah, um, so it's wild now. Um, probably just the start of 2000s, my brother, I've got an older brother, so he went down, he ended up going down to Murrayfield Wanderers, I think at the time, as they do, I think a development officer must have popped into his high school at the time. Thing he put in, he said to my dad, my dad played when he was younger, keen rugby player. We used to go to games and stuff and all that. So obviously, as soon as he, he, my brother mentioned that, my dad was keen to take him down. I went down, I remember watching and thinking, like, can I get involved as well? So I must have been maybe six or seven, P2, yeah. P3, sort of around there. Um, and then my dad was obviously keen to get me involved. Um, and actually for, I think, my first three or four years, I played a year above because uh, I'm ready for Wonders just by chance. We just didn't have a team at my age group, okay. um, which was actually quite good. Um, I was quite small as a child, but it actually helped helped in terms of my growth playing against older people for long enough. Um, so, yeah, that was that was kind of how I got in, into it. And then always, always been there. Um, I did try my hand at other sports, but kind of rugby's always been the constant. Um, and in terms of sevens, that was just that was by luck. Like I, I done, I done. I was fortunate to do some invitational stuff with different teams. Done a wee bit with Samurai, a bit with the Water Boys. Um, played with a Dutch team in Amsterdam and stuff. Um, and then just obviously enjoying enjoying being back at rugby after COVID. Um, and then remember hearing at first it was through the SNC at Birmingham at the time a guy called Luke Trell who's at Edinburgh, and then kind of confirmed by. The, the coach Graham Shields Sheesh at the time that Kieran Beatty was kind of having a having a look at me and stuff and I kind of took it took it for what it was. Um, I'd had kind of chats like that in the past of people were looking at me blah blah blah, but nothing came kind of materialised. So I kind of went with it and was like, if I hear anything, I hear anything. And then a few days later, uh, Beatty gave me the call and kind of offered me a contract, which was unbelievable. Um, it's something I didn't think I was actually going to ever get the chance to do. I thought I was good enough to be a professional rugby player, but just the way things had rolled, um, personal and off all that sort of stuff, it just wasn't going to happen. And I'd kind of, I was actually applying for for kind of promotions and work and stuff. And then when Beatsville kind of gave the call, it kind of put a halt to that. And uh, yeah, had a, had a quite an enjoyable first year with the Sevens. Um, and ended kind of obviously not the way I wanted it to with do my ACL, but I think even just to get that opportunity was unbelievable, and yeah, I enjoyed it thoroughly. It does, it does sound fantastic, but the only issue, well, I can't talk because I've never been on the seventh circuit. You travel a lot more than fifteen players do, so how do you personally deal with jet lag? Um, so it's, it's I only I'm trying to think because we. We didn't have to deal with my first year. We we went to Spain instead of Australia, New Zealand, so didn't have the big trip there. 
which is probably the big one in terms of jet lag. We did go to Singapore, um, so that was the only one. Went to Singapore to Vancouver, which was quite tough. Um, we were on a flight, and you we left Singapore at midday and arrived at 11 a.m. the same day in Vancouver, which you gained an hour and you were on a plane for 15 hours or so. But we used, uh, it was actually Jamie Farndale had this app called, I think it's called Time Hop or something. And basically what you do is you put in your, you put in your, uh, your flight times and stuff. And basically it tells you at this time, try and stay awake at this point, don't go to sleep at this point, don't have coffee at this point, have, have coffee. Um, so we just put that in and it was basically try and follow that if you can, um, to the best, to the best of your ability. Um, and then we'll go from there. But I didn't feel horrendous, to be fair. Singapore, day one, didn't really sleep that well. But apart from that, I was actually all right. Um, so, so far, touch wood, I've not had too many issues with jet lag. But um, we'll see, because obviously Australia is uh, January. So that'll be, the, that'll be the big one in terms of trying to get over it. Just just don't, don't drink coffee. Fall asleep at that time. There you go. Just... Uh, that's it, it worked it seemed to work for Singapore so I'm hoping that uh, it's annoying because you only get one free trial so I'm hoping one of the boys hasn't used it yet so when it comes to Australia we can get those uh, can get the free trial and uh, get it in there but that's kind of you get your whole jet lag protocols but that's kind of the best thing to do is you know try and minimise phone time at this time and try and try and almost get yourself onto their time as quick as possible seems to be the the way to go um, easier said than done though however <laughs> It sounds very easy. Just stick to that routine, but I'm like, yeah, but on a flight you get distracted very easy, and and try trying to sleep on a flight, you know, like you're stuck in. If you're stuck in the middle aisle, I was in the middle aisle at one point, and you've got two two guys either side that are obviously not small either, and it's like trying to get, find yourself a comfy position. It's it's not easy. Some folks, yeah, some folk are out like that. There's some guys on the flight that they um Harvey for example Harvey Harvey was next to me and he was just pretty much out the whole flight which is quite impressive but if that's if that's how it works it works what's that I don't think there's any right or wrong answer to the whole jet lag thing it's nah it's just I think it's a personal thing just as long as you're fine by the weekend I think it's all good pretty much out of all the places you've been to on the seventh circuit where is your favorite seven city or host Oh, um, I've not. I've 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 been to Hong Kong with the tens. Okay, um, but it's a toss up between there and Vancouver. Vancouver was pretty cool, mm. um, just for the way the city is and obviously the stadium. Um, Hong Kong, just it's Hong Kong. I think it speaks for itself. Hong Kong. So I think it's a toss up between those two. Okay. Um, I'd absolutely love to do the sevens. Um, fingers crossed when it comes round, I'm picked for that because. That's that's always been on the bucket list, and being in the stands at the tens, it's it's a mad atmosphere being in that south stand. So to be on the pitch and embrace and to be a part of it would be pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it'd be a toss up in terms of Hong Kong. It's probably probably Hong Kong and Vancouver at the minute. Okay, but now get back to me on that potentially at the end of the year. No worries. Out of all the like, so obviously the seven circuits now up and running. They've announced where they're going for the for the calendar year. Is there any place that they haven't announced that you would love to see get the sevens? Oh, um, so that's an interesting one. I I think I think losing London's a pretty pretty tough one because London was unbelievable in terms of 
especially because we're st- we still kind of COVID that season. They're still lurking on the on the on the, in the backdrop, which is a bit frustrating. But London was unbelievable. Like the, like we had the top t- two tiers open and stuff, and it was an unbelievable atmosphere. Um, so to lose that, I think, is quite a shame. Um, but flip that round, going to Madrid was going to be pretty cool. Mm, yeah, um, Malaga was was decent. Malaga was pretty cool to go. Uh, Seville was even better, especially we played in the stadium, the national the national stadium there. Well, they don't really have a national stadium per se, but the one that was used for a fair few games so that was quite cool. Um, and I got a good buy in. Um, there's they kind of tick off most of the boxes. To be fair, um, I think South America, a South American leg would be pretty cool because that's that's probably where. They're starting to see that your Uruguay's and your Chile's are starting to grow. So I think something even Argentina would be a pretty cool place to be. Argentina obviously flying at the minute, especially in terms of sevens. So a South American leg would be pretty cool because um, I think they've got one for the Challenger Series in Chile maybe this year. Can't yes. remember. I did see that they released something around that. Um, but if you could get the 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 main the main sevens over uh, over South America, that'd be pretty cool. But then. I wouldn't also want to lose any of the other legs, if that makes sense. So if it was able to be ta- tacked yeah, on to yeah. one, yeah, that's quite fine. good. Yeah, no, you can add. You don't have to take away anyone. <laughs> you add them. Have it like once a month. Have twelve competitions if need be. Oh, don't know. Don't know if we could. Don't know if the travel could take that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll just add the one the now though. Um, who out of the whole team GB or GB seven, if you want to call them that, who's who's got the fastest wheels? Who's the quickest? You can say yourself if you want. Absolutely not. I'm uh, towing a caravan. Um, <laughs> probably be a toss. It'd be a toss about. I'd be quite intrigued to see between Femi and Max. They're probably your two your two whippets. Um, Lenny actually, Tom Williams. Long, long, long lay, but once he gets once he opens up, he's uh, he's pretty he's pretty quick. Um, okay. So they're, they, I'd quite like to see a hundred meters between the three of them. Uh, I think it'd be pretty pretty tight to call. To be fair. You know what? Just because we've interviewed him, I'll back Femi. <laughs> That's the only reason behind that. That's aye, because he's the only one I know <laughs> personally. <laughs> we'll go for Femi. Um, who is your dream seven squad, both past and present? You don't have to have ever played with them. It could just be. Oh jeez. You could include yourself if you want as well. You're the um, best. No, it's quite it's, it's quite a hard one to think about. Um. Dream seven, probably. I'd probably have to have. I probably a lot of them will trust be probably guys I know. Um, Farn. I'd probably have Farns in there at one. Um, trying to think. I'll stick Ross Hooker because I don't really know any other hookers. <laughs> it's not exactly a, a another prop. Who's another prop? Chris Dry. He's a prop, I'm sure. South African Simmons boy. Mm-hmm. Um. Could have Colby in at scrum half. Um, Gary Two Y as well. Just swap the two around. Mm, yeah. Um, Lee Jones in the centre. Just man I grew up watching, and then to get to play with him was pretty cool. Um, and then I'll stick Collins and Jura on the wing because he was always he was always my favourite going going back. Yeah, that's that's a special team. I like that. And at least I've seen all them. I, I could love to put like, the likes of Cerevi or something in, but I've never seen I've never seen it. Just seen videos, so yeah. we'll keep it with guys that I've actually seen play. Ah, oh, that's fair. 
if you can draft in three seven stars into the 15s, who would you pick? And then the same again from 15s into sevens. So three of our guys into this 15s. Three uh, of any in the World Series, who would you draft? Oh, any. In? Any. Oh, all right. Now that's, that makes it interesting. <laughs> um, Obviously, Escrow's an easy one. He's done. He's kind of done it now. Um, I think Lucho as well. Like I know he's kind of on the peripheral, but I'd like to see him chuck himself around. Um, who else could go well? And then probably probably uh, Leroy Carter. He's he seems to be. I've seen him play a bit of NPC stuff. Looks and he'd be pretty handy. Like that. So who would you bring in from the 15s world into the 7th circuit? Um, I'll just go from a GB aspect in terms of players that you could potentially cross over. Um, okay. Obviously, Dar- Darcy's one of them that I'd, I'd quite like to see him back on the circuit, but that might be at my own expense. So he can kind of, it's just that he, he doesn't need to take that one over, but that'd be quite cool. Um I did see there was a tweet about this. Um, somebody put a tweet about players that we'd, we'd quite like to see crossover. I think Ben Arrow could do a job. I'd actually quite be quite intrigued to see how he'd go. Yeah, um, yeah. just more from an engine perspective because he obviously has the his skill set's pretty cool. But be interesting to see him. And uh, let's try and pick another one. Who else? I'll go with Mark Bennett because I'm speaking to him about it. And he, he he quite enjoys it. Actually, no, I'll go with Ben Velikot because actually quite. Be very keen to see what he could do on a seventh pitch. And I know I know what Mark Bennett can do, but I've never seen Ben Velik on a seventh pitch. But I imagine be lightning. I mean, it's hard to stop him in the fifteen. So yeah, I, I quite like that. I did do a drafted like fifteens into seven just for fun. Yeah. I was oh my I was like my god that's not fair on anyone. <laughs> Who did you have in your team? I think it was so because I can't pick Ireland because of the whole. Yeah, like I did it for Olympics. I think I did, like Jack Morgan, Ben Arrow. I think yeah, I went always hard. Yeah, Dodge would be Dodge would be a good one actually. Yeah, I picked George Horn. Yes, yeah. he's Marcus Smith. Yeah, I put Duhan as like the centre. <sighs> not not one to tackle that, are you? <laughs> and then Lewis Rissam on the wing. That's yeah. Uh, it would be yeah. quite interesting to see that team. I don't think it's fair on anyone. But... No, a lot of power going through that, but we quite cool to see that on a circuit. Yeah. Even just for once, just for like a charity game or something like that. Hundred percent. Get it tricking them before a Baba's game or something. Yeah, why not? Go for it. I like that. If they're listening, give me a call. There you, go. <laughs> you, get, you get the lot. You get the royalties for it. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> what is the hardest? Transition between sevens and fifteens. I think it's just the, like the repeated efforts. Like you, you can you know run a sixty meter effort, get tackled, you're back up, and then you're you potentially having to run sixty meters back the other way. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in fifteens, it's not like you can have moments where it is hear them, scare them, and it's all systems go. But the the thing with fifteens is a lot of it is you know because of because of physical nature, it's like kind of a ruck. You've got a bit of time to kind of get your breath back and whatnot. Um, whereas sevens, it's kind of it's just all, all go. Um, so that's probably the hardest is the kind of constant tackle up or carry up back again, and you're you're kind of that repeat effort. 
fair enough. I mean, I I'm rubbish at sevens. <laughs> I got I think I got asked to do it once, and I was just like, "God, take me off! This is hell! I can't keep doing this." What sevens was that? I want to say the house sevens. Oh, I play, I played in that a couple of times. It's quite good. It's good if you're good at sevens. Yeah, it's not. Just... Played played for a played for an international team. End up playing the, the local how team, whatever they're called, the the Seabass Select or something. Is it? Oh yeah, Seabass Select. I think that's. Right. It's not George Barnes team, I believe. Uh, might be, but yeah, they were they were playing against them at some point. It was good, quite good fun. They put out like four teams, so I don't know. <laughs> there's because there's how there's Crusaders. And then there's like two selects, but it's basically the brunt end of you've not been picked for the firsts or Aye. just like we'll put we'll put you on George Horn's team or just something basically like. cobble together a team and just throw a ball but have a bit of fun. Can't Pretty complain. Much. Pretty much. What would it mean to you to become an Olympian? Unbelievable. Uh I think like you asked me this go oh, to just up yeah, about two years ago it would be wouldn't believe it would even be a possibility. Um, mm. Even even just being a professional player wouldn't be a possibility. Like just before that kind of call would beat, so it wasn't a possibility. Uh, kind of thought that opportunity was gone. So it would be um, I mean everything. Um, I've kind of you know I've ticked off Commonwealth Games, which is pretty cool. Again, didn't think that was a possibility, but luckily came in at the right time with Scotland sevens. So that was huge. And then yeah, I think if I could tick off as an Olympian as well it'd be unbelievable but obviously it's not going to be easy got a mm. tour and I think it's in, it'll be around sometime in June uh, probably the end of June and I think it looks like it's going to be in Monaco which will be pretty cool can't mm. complain we'll be going to Monaco if, if selected and um, yeah it's not easy South Africa are obviously going to beat South Africa and Spain are there so they're going to be two two pretty big hitters to take out um, we know Spain quite well South Africa as well so be interesting what the draw takes and then see who else obviously I think we've I think all the tournaments are now done so I think it's Hong Kong and someone else will be the the other ones there uh, so I think you've got I think it's Hong Kong is it Zimbabwe or Uganda and then you've got Brazil and I think it's Chile maybe um but yeah it's not going to be easy but we can we can do it we've, we've I say we GB have beat those teams before I've, I've not played in the circuit with them yet so Hopefully, you know we get it right on the day because obviously it's it's going to be all it's kind of every game is cup final day, mm. um. So that's going to be the the thing is who can handle the nerves because obviously big surprise Kenya overturning South Africa in the in the African qualifier. But I watched it and like they deserved it. South Africa probably weren't at their best, but Kenya were were pretty pretty impressive. Uh, considering that there wasn't actually that many of their big names playing. It's quite a, it looked like quite a new squad, so um, fair play to them. It'll be interesting how they prep for things, considering they're not on the circuit now, which is a shame, because they've obviously been one of the one of the better teams in the circuit in terms, especially for the the supports aspect. Yeah, oh. hopefully they're back soon. Hopefully, I think so. I think they'll they'll be there. They'll they'll <laughs> always be there or thereabouts in terms of being being out there. Fair enough. We're going to move on to something different now, just to get to know you as a person. So nothing okay. really. With sevens <laughs> or fifteens, what is your favourite film? Favourite film? Uh, the, probably the Green Mile. I, I quite like the Green Mile. Long, long, yeah. long film, but yeah. I enjoy it. If you have the time, to watch it. <laughs> favourite actor? Oh, um, 
Who do I watch a lot of? What is my, what would be my, go Samuel L. Jackson, because I do quite like Coach Carter as well. Nice. Oh, that's, that's a good film. Love love Coach Carter. I do stick it on here and there. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good choice. Favourite song or like genre of music? I'll go genre, because I'm... I, don't really, I just listen to whatever. I just stick a mix on Spotify. Just kind of that. Is it dance? Is it kind of dance, techno, kind of just that sort of upbeat kind of. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm, music's I'm kind of pretty, pretty easy going. As long as it's not too much, too much screamo stuff, I'm all right. It's <laughs> <laughs> good choice. Pretty much this is my music taste, yeah. Your go to um, food cuisine, like style of food. Oh, probably Italian. I do quite like. It. I used to I used to love having a carbonara routinely mm. before before like before most things. Fair enough. Good choice. What is your go to pizza topping? Oh, if we're going just think it probably pepperoni, but I'd quite like quite like chicken as well. Okay. Good but both. Hawaiian's definitely not allowed. You read my mind. That was the next question. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Nope. Good. Absolutely not. Good lad. Like that. Finally, finally, somebody said no. You'd be amazed how many people say yeah. I'm not, yeah, no, it's not for me. Yeah. Your dream holiday destination? Uh, probably somewhere in the Caribbean, like Maldives or something like that. It's something nice, warm, chilled. chilled, yeah. Your go-to post-match drink, and I—I don't mean water or protein cakes. Um. Just usually something fizzy, like like quite quite like something like Coke, Iron Brew, anything. Just like post game makes me usually feel a bit nicer, and then potentially might have a a beer or something. But first things usually something like a Coke or that. Just I don't know, I don't know what it is. It just it just it's nice to have after a game. Okay, I'm I'm going to move the goalpost a little bit though. So what should go to social drink? You're out on the town with the, with the lads. Oh, it depend depends on the like. I, I, Depends. Sometimes I'll have a Guinness. Guinness is always always a nice easy one. Or like if it's if it's in a pub, tenants can be quite nice, to be fair. Um if I'm going to Lager, that'll that'll usually be how I start. Oh, how are you finishing? Oh, go go for like a, a rum and apple or something. Got to love a rum and apple. Okay. Um yeah, so that's always a lovely, lovely one. Once once you're done with pints and it's all a bit too much, rum and apple, nice and smooth. Might have to try that, but I like the sound of that. Oh, it's unbelievable. Any hobbies away from rugby? Uh, not overly. I, do, I try my hand at golf and whatnot, but I try to find time to do that. And actually, been I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I'm in fact, I'm terrible at it, but um, I do quite like that. I enjoy gaming when I can. Again, limited time for it, but I do I do quite like playing games as well. Any go to games? Oh, you know, just the U kind of Call of Duty, Football Manager, bit of FIFA or EAFC as it's now called. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. I forgot what I said there. <laughs> any, if you could be any animal from the Animal Kingdom, what would you be and why? <laughs> That's a bizarre one. Um, More bizarre. When you're, when uh, you're probably, probably a lion, just top of the tree in it, like. Good choice. You're not. You're not. You're not got too many things breathing down your neck. So, yeah. True. True. Cats or dogs? Dogs. 
No, I'm not. I'm not adverse to cats, but I prefer dogs are cuddlier. It's a good they point. Give, oh, they, give, they, give you, they give you more. Cats are a bit more. Uh, they'll come if they're arsed. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. What What is your go-to dessert? Uh, sticky toffee pudding. With custard or with ice cream? Depends. Either mm. or. Depends on the mood I'm in, but I would I would have it both ways. Fair enough. Final question for you today, Jordan. One thing you'd like to be remembered for? Hmm. That is an intro. Uh, probably being a good... Probably, uh, I don't know, because that's... I was going to say being a good father, but that would be, that's just more, that's more a family and personal thing. Uh, probably just gen- generally for, you know, being a decent bloke and whatnot. <laughs> like, you know, want to be remembered for the right reasons and not, not anything. Yeah, that's yeah. good. Good answer. Well, just like that, the book has been shut because you've absolutely smashed it. No, thank you. It's all right. All the best for the upcoming seven years. I know you're not going to Dubai, which is poor decision, but (laughs) it's all good. No, all the best. Hopefully we see you at the Olympics chasing the gold. Absolutely. Just keep carving up. And if not, come back to Edinburgh and just carve it up there. It's all good. It works either way. (laughs) That's the hope. That's the hope. Bit of of dual dual season, but yeah, we'll see what happens. There we go. We know with the way the bounce of the ball goes, it changes at any moment of time, so we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I like that. We'll leave, we'll leave it on that. This has been the final whistle with Jordan Edmonds. We'll see you next time.